Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. We're talking business today with Joshua DeWitt, the co-founder and CEO at CoinLion, about what cryptocurrency can mean for business. You know, Bitcoin is kind of the, the big name that you hear quite a bit uh, right. out there, and a lot of people think cryptocurrency, they think Bitcoin, but uh, a lot of people don't realize there's over 1,500 different types of cryptocurrency or digital currency um, or digital assets, if you will. It doesn't necessarily need to be a cryptocurrency. We'll be talking business now with Joshua DeWitt, the co-founder of CoinLion, right after we return from this message from our sponsor, Interobang Solutions. Would you like to position your company as an industry thought leader, increase engagement, and build credibility with prospects and clients? Establish your influence as a trusted resource Interobang Solutions offers full-service writing and publishing solutions that deliver your company's messages with a bang. You can count on us to provide turnkey solutions that support your existing marketing and communication staff or act as your full-service outsource partner. Interobang Solutions, providing custom writing, editing, and publishing solutions. Call 913-676-7272 or visit www.interobanksolutions.com. That's 913-676-7272 or www.interobanksolutions.com. Welcome back. We're talking business now with Joshua DeWitt. He's the co-founder and CEO of CoinLion, a new cryptocurrency exchange and portfolio platform. And as I said, it's new. In fact, it's very new. The company just launched in the fall of 2017, and it introduced its first product in December. Josh joins Talking Business Now to discuss his leap into entrepreneurship as well as what cryptocurrency means for business. Welcome to the show today, Joshua. Yes, thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. We've heard a lot about cryptocurrency um, of late. It's, it's a really hot topic right now. You actually left a job to jump into this. What about yeah. it was appealing? Why did you do that? Yeah, definitely. I was uh, working at Merrill Lynch. Kind of my background is in financial uh, management and portfolio management. And um, I started my career uh, early on at Wells Fargo and then uh, transitioned over to Merrill Lynch and was working there. So I kind of worked in the financial industry. Um, and, and while I was working at Merrill Lynch, I was also kind of delving into uh, cryptocurrencies and doing a little cryptocurrency mining um, on mm -hmm. the side as well and uh, really enjoyed doing that and was also doing a lot of trading uh, cryptocurrency just personally early on and uh, really found it very fascinating and uh, coming from a background where uh, I did a lot of different transactions in the financial industry. I was doing transactions at Wells Fargo and just, just any kind of financial transactions in general, if you just speak of that term in general, um, and then moving kind of to the blockchain and doing a lot of different transactions on the blockchain um, made things so much easier, simpler, faster, quicker. So uh, really appealed to me and, um, you know, things were going really well. And I just, uh, I thought that we needed something in the cryptocurrency space to help people efficiently manage portfolios and implement smart, uh, disciplined investment processes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we're working to build with CoinLion and, um, and then why, we kinda, why I kind of left Merrill Lynch to do that. Um, and uh, so that's where we're at right now, but it's been going great. 
lot of people have heard of cryptocurrency, but I don't know that everybody really understands what it is. There are yeah. lots of different currencies around the world, and of course this one is a digital currency of some kind. I have just mm-hmm. a very basic understanding of it myself. So for those who are listening and are a little bit unclear about what cryptocurrency is, can you fill us in? Yeah, definitely, Bob. You know, Bitcoin is kind of the the big name that you hear quite a bit uh, right. out there. And a lot of people think cryptocurrency, they think Bitcoin. But uh, a lot of people don't realize there's over 1,500 different types of cryptocurrency or digital currency um, or digital assets, if you will. It doesn't necessarily need to be a cryptocurrency, for example. Uh, Bitcoin is focused primarily on transactions and sending just you know information back and forth. And what it's doing is it's using a technology called the blockchain which in, in essence is a distributed computing system and distributed meaning just spread around and, uh, distri- you know, um, so decentralized is the term that you hear a lot in cryptocurrency, meaning there's no central um, monetary management system. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like everyone has a piece of this giant accounting, you know, system or this ledger and uh, all the computers are continually verifying that, you know, the, the network of Bitcoin miners are verifying transactions. So instead of, banks, you know, basically doing the transactions, it's computers um, in simple terms. And so then now all these new emerging cryptocurrencies that are are coming out um, and digital assets, they do different things besides just what Bitcoin does, and that's transact, say, information or value back and forth. Um, You know, there's a lot of different applications where there's storage um, applications for storing information across this network of distributed computers. Um, there is, you know, a lot of different, you know, token economics, and that's kind of where CoinLine comes into play too. Token incentivization. So where, for example, you probably heard things, you know, in the news and stuff about Amazon Coin or Facebook Coin, just mm-hmm, tossing mm-hmm. those things out there. So incentivizing people to use your platform in your own type of token, you know, if you will, you know, can kind of be thought of like airline miles. In essence, sometimes people, you know, make it make it sound like that too, where you have a a platform and then you would have a token that is associated with that platform and mm-hmm. allows you to transact and interact within that platform. So that would be a specific, you know, cryptocurrency that would be associated with a certain platform. Um, and Bitcoin is, you know, the overarching, the the main, the, the the oldest and longest distributed ledger. So it's kind of the 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 mothership, and then the rest <laughs> of the currencies kind of do. Um, their own different things. Each one is important in its own ecosystem, if you will. Okay, and I mentioned <laughs> that I, I mentioned that uh, we hear a lot about cryptocurrency. Now, whether anybody really dives in to understand what it is is another issue, sure. which is why I asked you to explain it. One of the things I think we take away as uh, consumers of news and so forth is, is kind of a negative connotation, if I can be quite frank with you. It, it's kind of a mm-hmm. negative connotation. Uh, it's portrayed as kind of this underworld sort of currency at times. So do you want to address that? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times different things uh, that are kind of groundbreaking or revolutionary technological advances start, um, you know, from certain sources that maybe aren't as reputable and, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they kind of expand and grow, you know, even Facebook, for example, was designed, I think, to kind of keep, you know, keep tabs on people around college campuses and things like that. And then it's really changed into what it is, you know? So I think you have that, that aspect of it, but when you really just examine the underlying technology of what is powering these cryptocurrencies and it's really basically mathematics. Um, so, 
you know, the, the, the big factor is money laundering and, and um, you know, basically funding terrorism, if you will, through mm-hmm. these cryptocurrencies by babies basically not being able to understand who and who is sending them. But the, the, the way the blockchain works is it's, it's designed to be fully transparent and immutable. So it's actually more transparent than any sort of cash. You can see exactly where the money's moving. You just don't know who has the money, you know, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you attach, you know, bits of information to those um, transactions, then you'll be able to understand who has that. So right now, you know, there's still a lot of anonymity within the blockchain space. But as we move forward, you know, for example, like any, you know, setting up an account on Coinbase or setting up an account on Exchange, you have to verify your identity, you have to, you know, put in your photo and all that. So this stuff is getting better. It's the applications surrounding blockchain technology that needs need to get better to basically require that people are attaching their, you know, identity to these transactions um, to get rid of the anonymity. So, you know, but there are other blockchains out there that are designed to be completely anonymous and that aren't ever going to work towards that at all. So, you know, you have two sides of the equation. Some people want, you know, to be anonymous, but at the same time, we need to be transparent to protect ourselves. So, um, you know, where do you find kind of draw the line there? So I think things are getting better as we create more applications around blockchain. Um, so I think ultimately, you know, the technology is great. It works fantastic. Um, and, but, uh, you know, we need to protect ourselves and, and reasonable regulation is welcome. Um, and they're working on that right now. So your startup, you're not just a, a startup, uh, that is going into a traditional industry, uh, which is fraught with its own challenges, just any mm-hmm. kind of startup endeavor, but you are a startup in a still very, uh, you know, new industry. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the Wild West in some um, cases. It, like I said, there's still industry standards and transparency issues to deal with. So so as a startup in this kind of a spot, this kind of a place, what have been your challenges? Yeah, definitely, you know, building the whole platform and, and getting everything up and running and completing the, the successful token sale um, you know, and kind of going through all of that. That's been great. Um, a lot of challenges here and there, just making sure that everything is functioning properly, uh, dealing with all of the just the requests and the emails and all that. But, uh, you know, on top of that, you know, regulation um, is one thing that we're really staying on top of. We have a full-time compliance officer, and we're also working with a couple of other outside firms who have kind of navigated these waters in the past. So, uh, you know, that's one of the big challenges. But r- right now, everything's going great. So um, the space is new. Everyone's very excited about it. And I think we're, we're bringing a great product to the market that's really going to help people understand this technology. So um, educating others is really important to us. That's why we kind of just recently launched our, our research portal aspect of our platform mm-hmm. so that where users can submit research and education resources are there. So, you know, just starting from the basic, the foundation of, you know, the, the Bitcoin, the origination of Bitcoin and going through some of the basics and it can, kind of can walk you through all that. So I think those are, um, you know, some of the things that we're working towards. Um, you know, we, we're, we're everything is going very smooth right now, though. Um, you know, we feel very good about where things are at, and um, you know, just really want to help people understand this technology, get familiar with it, and uh, you know, become a part of the the whole community with cryptocurrency. Sure. And along those lines, for those listening today to you, or perhaps they've been reading a little bit on their own, uh, for business owners who are listening and are thinking, you know what, maybe I, I need to look into this. What kind mm-hmm. of advice would you give them? How how can working with cryptocurrency 
uh, help their business? Uh, you know, just just what would be the advantage of of getting involved with cryptocurrency? Yeah, I think we've seen it really expand rapidly. Um, you know, it's very new, so it's still volatile. But I think um, going forward, the technology is working. Your know, transaction costs are low. Um, you know, they're working through some issues going forward with scalability. But I think business owners can really um, you know, start simple uh, and get involved. You know, if you haven't sent a, uh, a, a cryptocurrency transaction before, um, I, would, I would challenge you to do that. You know, maybe it's as simple as downloading a Coinbase application and just figuring out how to send a little bit of cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or Ether or Ethereum, um, over to another individual, a friend or something like that. Get, get a feel for how the transaction works. It's very simple, just like using your bank account application and sending money that way. Um, it works very easy. So, so do that. And then I would also you know, uh, just say look into the possibilities of accepting cryptocurrency. I think uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. a, a niche market right now. And um, you know, whether or not it, you get a lot of high volume, I think that uh, people who are accepting cryptocurrency are getting some sort of recognition for doing so. I know, you know, we come from, uh, we're actually in South Dakota um, right now in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and there was a couple of companies here that started accepting Bitcoin um, uh, at their stores. So I think, and then it got some uh, news attention and things like that. So I just think in general, um, that can, that can do good things for your business. Um, plus it is very easy and simple to get it integrated. So um, I think well, those would be the places to start. That was going to be my next question is integration. Business owners aren't interested in keeping two separate sets of books because I got this system mm-hmm. going on over here that's cryptocurrency and then I got my regular funds going through my bank and you know, things mm-hmm. like that, the traditional accounting system. So so how do you integrate and consolidate uh since it's still a relatively new uh form of payment, how how do you integrate that? Uh, yeah, it's what would just you simple say as having you know, so so account creation with a Bitcoin, by Bitcoin account, um, you can create it very simple with a couple pushes of a button, and then you actually just have a QR code, or you would have a uh, address that someone could paste. But QR code is the best thing. You know, a checkout counter, for example. Um, so you have your business account set up for Bitcoin. Someone would come in, um, make a purchase, and then they say they want to pay with Bitcoin. Well, you, you do the calculation there on your cash register, however you want to set it up a calculator. Um, they would scan the code, send that amount of Bitcoin over. You would get a confirmation letting um, you know that you're receiving that, and then um, that will complete the transaction. And then, you know, as a business owner, I'd probably recommend that they convert that over to cash unless they wanted to hold that. But if for, for record-keeping purposes and tax purposes, it's, you know, really, uh, I would say explore that, those tax implications, because there's a lot going on with that right now. But mm-hmm. uh, it, well, there's, there are services out there like Shapeshift and some other services that allow you basically – you know, they spend Bitcoin and you receive it in cash. You instantly convert it over to your cash, and then mm-hmm. you can keep it on your books that way and send it right over to your bank account. So, and I know Coinbase too is allowing merchant integration as well. So, right within Coinbase, they allow that type of thing to ha- happen, and you can have a corporate account there as well as a, a USD account, and then also a cryptocurrency account. And you can kind of transfer between the two, so it does make it pretty easy. How do you see banks and some of the other major financial institutions adopting to crypto or adapting to cryptocurrency? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think there's going to be, you know, we, the banks are the trusted third party. They offer a lot of services. I mean, obviously, I don't think the banks will be going away anytime soon. Um, you know, I think that they're going to look at using the blockchain technology for their record keeping systems because it is really an advanced uh, accounting system and, and, and uh, it's more transparent and basically immutable, meaning you can't change it. 
So uh, I think they're already exploring that. You know, I know IBM, you see a lot of commercials about their blockchain and things like that. It makes tracking different uh, goods and services very easy. So I think they'll adopt the technology, whether or not we will realize, you know, down the road as a, you know, that we don't need banks, you know, and we can just transact between each other using technology. Um, you know, that could affect them negatively, but I think they'll, they'll adapt and change. And then, but, you know, 10, 20 years down the road, you know, I don't know. I think will technology largely replace banks. Yes, but they may be the ones offering it. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that people like you, uh, investors, uh, c- cryptocurrency traders, face uh, in order to make this much more mainstream? What has to happen for somebody like me, for example, to – because, you know, I, I don't know that I, I yeah. would jump out there and start, for my business, start accepting cryptocurrency at the moment. So there's mm-hmm. too much I don't know about it. So some of it's just ignorance on my part. But what do you think has to happen for it to go mainstream? Um, yeah, I think more um, real-world applications – and there's a lot of that stuff being done, but like for example, um, like Rentberry is one where it's kind of taking the place of like an Airbnb. You know, a lot of these platforms like Airbnb, you know, any kind of hotel platform or any kind of any kind of platform that's your your aggregator of individuals or businesses that takes a commission out of the middle of a transaction can be replaced with a blockchain type of application and, and with a lot lower transaction fees. So like Uber, for example, sort of took over the taxi industry in certain areas. And now people use Uber a lot. And, but re- eventually Uber could, you know, they're, they're working to create blockchains for an Uber. So instead of you know Uber, it would be a, a blockchain-based application where the taxi driver or the driver and the individual could transact together. You know, and so there would be no really Uber or no middleman. So it's like the ultimate middleman, I guess. So I think a lot of that needs to take place, and the technology needs to evolve until that gets a lot better. And and once that gets a lot better, then we'll be using that more in the real world, and people will realize, you know, that this is uh, something that's working. And it could be, you know, even they're, they're coming out with different currencies that are focused on um stability you know there's a lot of mm-hmm. coins that are very volatile so there's a lot of couple coins out there and tokens that are working to be stable um there's some controversy around some of those but um like one for example i was i was in new york visiting with some people and uh, some gentlemen that are creating a coin that's an al- a decentralized algorithmic uh central bank basically so it's you know central bank monetary policy but it works on a protocol and basically, uh, the coin stays stable all the time, and it, it works on supply and demand, and mm-hmm. just like the bank, but it's with programming, you know. So those types of things can replace, you know, certain systems that we have right now, making things a lot more efficient. And then we can understand with certainty that, you know, how interest rates are going to affect the economy, or, or uh, you know, how, if we want to raise the rates this much, what's going to happen based on the supply of the certain. So, you know, converting all this to this sort of blockchain, I think, is going to happen down the road. Uh, how long? Will it take? I don't know, but maybe 10 years. (laughs) Sure. Well, it certainly is a new frontier when it comes Mm -hmm. to currency. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you this morning, Joshua. We're talking business now with Josh DeWitt, the co-founder and CEO of CoinLion. Visit CoinLion.com to find out even more about the company or send an email to info at CoinLion.com. Joshua, thank you for joining us. We also appreciate the support of our sponsor, Intero Bang Solutions, providing professional writing, editing, and publishing services for corporations like yours. Call 
7272 or visit com for more information. And thank you for tuning in today. Please be sure to join us for the next episode of Talking Business Now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.